Hello folks and welcome back to Some Kids Talk. Today I'm going to do something different than what I normally do. I am your host Rayanne as you might know, but today I'm not joined with a guest. It's just going to be me kind of sharing my opinion. And I think this is going to be an episode um idea that might occur more as um the guests that I normally have uh, I don't, I can't really think of topics that much, so I might do this, because I enjoy this type of thing, where it's just me talking to you guys. So, let's start, I guess. I mean, there's really nothing to look at. I was going to do a question with myself and kind of lay out the information, but I do not really know how to structure these types of episodes, but if you enjoy this, um follow this channel maybe watch some of our other episodes which are more formal more of what i normally do but i'm thinking the question is and i'm doing this all by myself if you want a uh, um a topic where it's multiple people talking i would watch the rest of the episodes in this channel or in this um podcast because there's multiple people debating but in this debate i just want to kind of lay out the facts so my question is is boredom a good thing or is it a bad thing so let's start off with the basics and if you hear a computer typing it's just me doing um accessing some bookmarks that i've bookmarked boredom is the state of feeling bored now that doesn't really explain much so let's search up what bored is Bored is the state of feeling wary because one is unoccupied or lacks interest in one's current activity. Which makes sense. When we think of boredom, we think of um, not having anything to do. Boredom can also be described as the state of feeling disinterested in one's surroundings or having nothing to do or feeling that life is dull. Now, is boredom a good thing? So... I'm going to resort to what people normally do, which is search up, is boredom a good thing? But first, I want to get some history on the word boredom and what it all means. So, let's go to a dictionary and break up the word boredom. So, according to dictionary.com, boredom was first recorded in 1760 to the 1770s and there's no certain origin which I am kind of confused of because many words have a strict origin so the fact that this word doesn't is kind of interesting but um this word ties into bore which could mean boring or kind of that's a bore describing something as boring and the word bore originates before 1900s in middle english or old english borean and could cognate with old high german boron old norse bora and old latin for for freire so that's some history that's the background of the word bore but let's look even more into the past. Okay, so I'm in the Wikipedia page of boredom, which has a Wikipedia page for some reason. 
And this is what it says. In conventional usage, boredom is an emotional and occasionally psychological state experienced when an individual is left without anything in particular to do, or the individual is not interested in their surroundings, or feels that a day or period is dull or tedious. It is also understood by scholars as a modern phenomenon which has cultural dimension. Now, what that last part means is boredom was never really a problem before if you weren't bored then that would be a good thing it's not necessarily that bored is a bad thing it'd be the other way around kind of so where does where does it begin as we've said um it appeared in 1660 to 1670 but this is more in depth the expression to be bore to be a bore had been used in print of sense of to be tiresome or dull since 1768 at the latest. The expression boredom means state of being bored. 1852 from bore, volume 1. It also has been employed in a sense of bores as a class, 1883, and practice of being a bore. 1864, a sense of properly belonging to boreism, 1833. The word bore as a noun, meaning a thing which causes um, ennui or annoyance, is attested to since 1778, or of persons by has been attested to 1812. The, the noun bore comes from the verb, come from the verb with the same name, bore which had the meaning to be tiresome or dull, and was first attested in 1768. A, vo a vague word of 1780 to 1781, according to Gross, 1785, possibly a figurative extension of to move forward slowly and persistently, as a whole boring tool does. The French term for boredom, inouï, is sometimes used in English as well. At last, since 1778, the term inouï was first used as a French word in English in the 1660s, and it was nativized by 1758. The term inouï comes from French inouï, from Old French inouï, which is spelled different, it's doesn't have the n in the middle and that meant annoyance back formation from ennoyer and annuier the german word for boredom express expresses this languedy a compound made of lang or long and while or wheel which is which is in line with the common perception that when one is bored time passes um Tortosly slow, or kind of weirdly slow. So, and that is the basics of boredom. Now I think we should hear a word from our sponsor before we really dive into this argument. This is going to be a shorter episode. So, um, uh, so I think we should just cut it down or reduce it. I'm sorry that, um... I didn't upload any new episodes last week. It was Mother's Day weekend, so I wanted to give some time. Okay, let's hear a word from our sponsor.
So as the smart person I am, I googled, is boredom good? Because as a normal person does, when you in search for an answer, you would google it. So I did that and searched for some information that I could use to make my statement. And then I found this interesting Time magazine, this Time article. So it says, boredom sparks creativity. At its core, boredom is a search for neural stimulation that isn't satisfied. If we can't find that, our mind will create it. As demonstrated by the new study and plenty of others before it, boredom can enable creativity and problem solving by allowing the mind to wander and daydream. There's no other way of getting the stimulation of there's no other way of getting that stimulation, so you have to go into your head. You may be surprised by what you come up with when you do. So that's um boredom sparks creativity, which all makes sense at the end, because what they're saying is your brain is in search for um entertainment. And when you don't have entertainment, then your brain is forced to think to create entertainment. And that's how most projects or hobbies are born. There's another part of the article, which is boredom is good for your mental health. Daydreaming can be quite a respite, respite and provide a brief escape from day-to-day life. But it's also beneficial to simply step away from s- screens, work, and other stressors long enough to feel bored. Studies have shown, for example, that modern tools including work, emails, social media, and dating apps can strain mental health. So taking a break can be valuable opportunities to recharge. I agree with that, but when you think about it, stopping work, emails, social media, and dating apps isn't necessarily what's going to make you um, bored. There's lots of factors that go into being bored. So, Yes, stepping away from that is good, but um, it won't mean you're bored. Oh, here, the article does back me up on that statement. It says, It's important not to conflate boredom with relaxation. A purposefully tranquil activity such as yoga or meditation likely doesn't meet the definition of trying and failing to find stimulation. To tap into true boredom, she suggests picking... To tap into... Um, true boredom, we suggest picking an activity that requires little or no concentration, like walking a fam- familiar route, swimming laps, or even just sitting with your eyes closed and simply letting your mind wander without music or stimulation to guide it. So, that's what they're saying. Like, if you do yoga or meditation, it's not boredom. So, when you step away from work, email, social media, or dating apps, you're not I'm going to enter a state of boredom. There's plenty of other things you can do. But they agree with me here, actually, where they say that you have to be bored in the right way to gain that level of thinking that is necessary for boredom to be useful in a day-to-day life.
I found this other article by the independent um if you want um to know exactly how to find these articles i will post them in the description of this episode under sources just for you to check my data i might be understanding it the wrong way because i'm not saying my claims are true so i would go check it out if you're interested in these things i think it's very interesting the psychology behind boredom that's why i came up with this topic so um i found this other article as i stated and it says researchers and philosophers explain in a psycho in a psychology journal article that cites numerous studies boredom acts as a regulatory state that keeps one in line with one's projects in the absence of boredom one would remain trapped in unfulfilling situations and miss out on many emotionally con cognitively and socially rewarding experiences boredom is both a warning that we are not doing what we are <clears throat> we are not doing what we want to be doing and push that motivates us to switch goals and projects he writes so what that's basically saying is when you feel bored is when you know that um that Kind of, this isn't for you. What you're doing right now isn't what you're supposed to be doing. So I find that very interesting. Because um, it is kind of like, it kind of puts you in your place. You will know, oh, I'm bored. I'm feeling tired. I'm feeling stressed out. Ugh, I hate this so much. And then that's when you start to understand that you don't like your project that you're doing. And maybe it's time to think about something different. And then another reason that ties into this is... When people's minds wander, they're not thinking about what's going on around them. They're more likely to think about the future. European and American researchers found, in a process known as autobiographical planning, people most frequently plan and anticipate their future goals while daydreaming. So that's also um, something good. But what this says is it exceeds, it makes you better at productivity. And to go even further with that thought, Scientists at Bar Ilan University recently discovered that daydreaming also has a positive effect on task performance. By stimulating a region of the brain responsible for both thought controlling mechanisms and thought freeing activity, thereby increasing mind wandering behaviors. Researchers found that daydreaming doesn't harm one's ability to succeed at an appointed task, but rather helps it. That's crazy like i personally i'm a person that day daydreams a lot you mostly when i'm not supposed to and it's just something i naturally do so when um here they're stating that daydreaming helps um um improve productivity because it helps thought freeing and thought controlling mechanisms get put in place and that's very interesting because when you think of someone daydreaming, you think of their mind wandering off to places that you don't want it to be. But that's not necessarily true. Another um, reason that fits into this is researchers in Ireland believe that boredom can lead us to altruistic things. In their studies, they found that when you're bored, we lack perceived meaning in our activities and circumstances. This, they say, triggers us to re- to search elsewhere to reestablish our self-meaning. 
as I said in the time art in the time article, what they're saying here is um when you're bored, it triggers something in you to go find something to make you not bored, and that leap to go find something can activate creativity, can activate and can stimulate your brain in a way that it will um overall affect the way that you are productive and the way that you entertain yourself in the future. The researchers in this um I- in Ireland found that boredom made people more likely to engage in pro-social behaviors like donating to charity and signing up for blood donations to help reestablish feeling of self-meaning. And also what they're saying here is that um you also when you're bored, you don't have any goal to do with yourself. You don't have any goal to reach. That's why personally I like to set short-term goals for me to achieve. For example, if um I have nothing to do and I'm bored f- um and I've been bored for the past few days, I will establish an activity for me to do. Like a few weeks ago or a few days ago actually, I made an escape room in my house. I had nothing to do and I didn't feel like I was putting my um my abilities to their best use in the t- in this time that everyone should be pushing themselves so i thought oh i want to make an escape room and then um i put a date for myself i gave myself two days a short just a short term project and that's all i worked on and then um i got me out of my head and it made me feel like i was doing something that was worth my time so that's that's something really good that's something that um makes me feel like um you're important like um people need you and it's also essential to our happiness boredom though esteemed philosopher Bertrand Russell mused on on the makings of happy life nearly 90 years ago his observations about the essential quality of our capacity for boredom seems just as apt today as ever he said, "A life too full of excitement is exa- is an exhausting life in which continually stronger stimuli are needed to give the thrill that has come to thought an essential part of pleasure. A person accustomed to too much excitement is like a person with morbid craving for pepper." who comes last to be unable even to taste a quantity of pepper which would cause anyone else to choke. So what um this quote means as so far is that he's saying for example he's relating it to when someone really likes pepper. When you um really like pepper and you keep eating pepper you'll become immune to the pepper and it will feel nothing whilst a regular human being that isn't addicted to this pepper will um eat it normally and will feel nothing different so what is he that's what he's saying with excitement when you have too much excitement you don't start feeling those times that you 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 become immune to that rush of excitement and then now your life is just all excitement 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 there's really nothing to help you slow down let me continue reading this quote there is an element of boredom which is inseparable from the avoidance of too much excitement and too much excitement not only undermines the health but those the palate for every kind of pleasure substituting titillations for profound organic satisfactions, cleverness for wisdom and jagged surprises for beauty i do not want to push the 
I do not want to push to extremes the objection of excitement. A certain amount of it it's wholesome is wholesome, but like most other things, the matter is quantitative. Too little may produce morbid cravings, too much will produce exhaustion. A certain power of enduring boredom is therefore essential to a happy life, and it's one of the things that ought to be taught to the young. And that was 90 years ago. 2020 is this year. 90 years ago, in tw- in 1930, someone was already complaining about the how the young don't know how to experience life with excitement and boredom. I feel like that's a perfect place to move on because this has been a very... um. Good article. I would check it out. I'm going to probably link it um, in the description of this video. So, look at that. And, yeah. That's a good place to end it. Um, so, I feel like we can all conclude that boredom is good for your health and is necessary for you to have an amazing life. But, you could argue otherwise. There are some... Um, there are some studies that say boredom is bad. So, um, check those out. I might even make a bonus episode for that. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I mean, it, it all, it all, it's all in, in moderation, as the quote said. It all matters on how much of it you have. So, that's the th- goal we'll have overall. I think I might actually make a bonus episode where we see if, if boredom is bad for you because there's two sides of the argument so i cannot come with a full conclusion at this point about which one is better so um follow this podcast to see that episode and listen to other episodes the other episodes are probably more exciting because there's multiple points of view but i got no guest today i did have a guest but it wasn't working we couldn't really record our conversation so i just decided to it be just be me talking because I think that was an interesting idea, and I probably will do more stuff like this later on. So, follow this podcast, it's everywhere you listen to a podcast. So, if you don't like wherever you're listening to it now, check it out somewhere else. And, um, check me out on YouTube that one kid space asterisk. Thank you for watching, thank you for listening. Hopefully, you have a good rest of your day. Peace.